Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 133. We're a podcast that talks about pop culture things that interest us. And sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrea. How's it going? Good, good. It's been a little bit. We're, you know, we kind of skipped through January, and we're just making it back on the last day here. Yeah, it feels like a long time. It, I don't know what it's actually been. Has it been two weeks, I guess? Two, almost three, I think. But, you know, oh, we had to miss for a, for a very, very good reason. Ah, that's just me slacking. That's what that is. (laughs) Totally. Your life is about slack right now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yep. Yep. New kiddos is a challenge. Say that. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Welcome, new babies. (laughs) Yeah, so crazy life events going on, but our show must continue. Um, We'll have a little bit shorter show than than normal, Um, but... Nonetheless, interesting topics to discuss. Really, uh, the big news of the day is um, James Gunn and his announcements for the DC universe going forward. So we'll Mm -hmm. be getting into that a little bit later. But um, up top, I just want to let everybody know know, we appreciate a subscribe and a share and a follow anywhere that uh, you can find us, social media things Mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. It's much appreciated. And um, yeah. Let's get into uh, some some drinks. You know, I, I, a lot of people, maybe they make it through the early days of uh, child rearing with, uh, with some drinks. I don't know. Is that, a, is that a thing? I don't. I didn't. But, uh. <laughs> Probably not the very, very early days, but uh, mm-hmm. you get there. You get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but if, if people do, there is plenty to choose from in the latter half of January. Um, kind of very warming drinks. Also, I noticed a lot that start with the letter B. I don't know if that's a thing, but mm. I was just sort of like my English alliterative yeah. brain was like, check this out. Uh, but anyway, January 17th, it was both hot buttered rum and bootleggers day. On the 21st, it was Baltic Porter day. The or on the 21st, yeah, on the 24th, it was beer can appreciation day, which kind of feels like it's more about like cool can artwork, or at least I like to think yeah. so. But hey, whatever floats your boat, uh, it could be just beer out of the can instead of you know, out of a bottle. On the 25th of January, it was Irish coffee day, and then today, January 31st, uh, we have. One of my mom's favorite Christmas drinks, and I only know this because she requests it every Christmas, Brandy Alexander Day. Nice. What? So, so tell me what that is. I know we've talked about what that is before, but. Um, oh, gosh. Brandy Alexander. I, it's like, maybe I should make one of these, but because I think I picked up some brandy the other day, uh, like a month ago. Okay. For some drinks. Well, but, I mean, um, I was going to say you have you have quite the uh, cocktail book to get through, and I know you've been saying yeah. you've been buying a lot of ingredients. Um, mm-hmm. So it is, yeah, it's a brandy based dessert cocktail. It kind of looks like okay. if you poured brandy over some ice cream, but really, what you do is put um, brandy, creme de cacao, and cream, shake it all together, and like pour it out, and it's a nice little frothy, frothy guy. Sounds good. I mean, yeah, it is good. Yeah, dessert thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I but feel I like just... someone's ha- someone in a show. I don't know if they made that famous exactly. Maybe it'll come to me at some point. But I feel like someone's hat. You know, that was like their drink in a show. Brandy Alexander. Brandy Alexander. Yeah. Hmm. Someday. I mean, I'll think of it. it. Yeah, it totally could be. It's kind of one of those cool like, some... throwback drinks. Like I feel like it was yeah. really popular and like. 60s 70s kind of you know post meal y'all gathered for like a brandy alexander yeah yeah it's just it's a nice it's a nice name and yeah i just have the feeling it's sort of like the white russian and big lebowski or something somewhere right right so well we'll Um, find it you and i have uh, your trivia yeah are you (laughs) celebrating these days probably not (laughs) nope not yet Still got yeah. some cool sparkling water. Nice. I mean, all right. I'm really just drinking it to save the poor can that like froze and then unfroze in our whole 
we need a new <laughs> fridge debacle. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, oh sparkling water, you can never really go wrong. Um, well, I, I haven't had a drink, honestly, for I don't know the last time. So I have not been on my uh, like going through my cocktail book. But I Very did bring a, uh, a beer can to appreciate for those that nice. can see. Um, there's yeah, some pretty, pretty cool. fun art. I have had this one on the show before, I believe, but, um, so blinding mm. light show it's called and okay. it's, uh, it's an IPA and, yep. um, there it is. There it is. So I know it's good already. Ashley, one of her big things after giving birth was going to be like, I want to have a bitter IPA right away or whatever kind of thing. Well, that didn't happen and didn't, you know, like we just haven't want anything and you know, we need all the energy we can get really don't need mm -hmm. some sort of suppressant. So, yep. um, I am splitting this can with her. So real, nice. real partier here, but, um, nice. yeah, it's a beer can worth appreciating cause it's really got this sort of paladin looking guy in the sky with mm -hmm. a staff kind of shooting lightning bolts down or something like that. So yeah. Very cool. Oh, I should say for those not what it's war pigs brewing. Um, blending light show luminiferous India pale ale. So, yeah. Okay. Well, go you guys, your it's, first post babies drink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what she said she wanted. So, you know, just mm -hmm. might, might've been a little bit later than she anticipated, but you got yep. there. Yep. Um, all right. So, it's been, uh, as we already discussed, longer than a week, so we've probably had plenty of things happen or television shows we've consumed and stuff in the mm -hmm. interim. What are some of the highlights for you that you've managed to to consume? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've consumed um, not a diverse range, but just kind of like delve deep into some core things that I had been watching and started one, two new things. Um, so I made it through three episodes of Wednesday. I'm almost finished with that series. I love it. It's so amazing. It's like to anybody in, you know, left in any corner pocket of the world who hasn't watched it, watch it. Okay. Um, and then I watched, uh, like Chris and I basically binged like eight episodes of ghosts season two. Um, I had started that in the new year the second season and then just realized there were so many available already. Um, so we just kind of like binge caught up on that and we're in a very hilarious Christmas themed episode right now. So very much okay. enjoying that show. Um, and then I started a couple of new things. I started two very different shows. Um, I started the last of us on HBO, which I love how the show right before we kind of took a break I was like, oh, I don't really know if I'm going to watch this show unless I have a good reason. And then the show gave me a good reason. So I've okay. watched the first two of that, even though I'm aware that three are out right now. I just haven't quite gotten there. Um, and then I also watched a little bit of a new old throwback. I watched the first episode of that of Netflix's That 90s Show on a recommendation from Phil. Um so I did start that just for kind of like a fun comedic balance. And it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. It's, um, it's, you know, it's yet another like sitcom revival of, you know, an actual mm -hmm. 90s show. Um, but it's fun. The first episode uses some cameos very wisely. So I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll stick around. We'll see. Interesting. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard. Not, I don't know. I, that doesn't sound appealing to me, honestly. Like it was a thing for a moment in time, and yep. you know, the seventies decade was fun to explore. Maybe you know, I I don't know. It depends on how they represent the nineties, I guess. Does yeah, so far feel it's authentic. Or? Yeah, so far it's not so much like nineties nostalgia focused. It's just more about like the show nostalgia focused. Okay. So that's why mm -hmm. I feel like I'm gonna give it another episode to see how they actually like, you know, move beyond like the exposition and like I said, like the fun character cameos yeah. and things like that. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm less convinced about it, but willing to give it one more. Okay. So okay. 
Um, and then I did start a new webtoon. I started a couple of new webtoons, um, some of which I didn't particularly care for, so I don't think I'll be keeping on with them. Uh, but one I did purely for the fact that I'm a Shakespeare nerd. It's called Go Away, Romeo. And it follows uh, his first infamous paramour, Rosaline, um, who is the woman he is passionately pursuing right before he meets Juliet. Mm. So it follows okay. her kind of post, you know, Romeo and Juliet's tragic deaths story. Um, oh. And it's fun. It's okay. fun so far. Interesting. Yeah, so it's yeah. like she loved Romeo. She had no idea he was like, I mean, because he and Juliet's romance takes place over like a couple of days. Um, okay. So she had she had basically no idea that he had fallen in mm. love with Juliet. So she's just sort of like hit out of nowhere with Romeo is my secret lover and suddenly he's dead. And so is my cousin Juliet. This is awful. Right. So, huh. yeah. How's the it's art fun. on that? Um, it's very traditional, but I like it. It's well done. Okay. Like there's, there's okay. no like risk taking. Um, it's very like traditional anime style almost okay. like, um, but I, I like it. It's got very rich, warm jewel tones. Um, it feels like the, the colors and the settings feel right for, you know, being set in Verona, Italy. So I like the, the kind of essence that it's capturing so yeah is it um is it new or new to you i believe both start? okay um because there's only like nine episodes okay so or maybe cool. even less than that so yeah nice yeah i mean to get back into a couple more webtoons here mm -hmm. um being a convenient format and i was just thinking the other day kind of missing um Maybe meant to be. I've got a lot to yeah. catch up on that. So, yeah, for sure. That. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you liked the the Last of Us so far. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been meaning to watch that too. It just right now we're in a state. The first where episode I don't is watch... there. Really, it's an hour and a half. I mean, it's oh it's long. yes. Mm -hmm. We did. We did. We're gonna sit down at one point and watch it, even though we didn't really want to. And then I was like, oh, but it's so long, you know, it's, um, yeah. it's we well just done, don't want to, like, it's a commitment. Yeah. And that's <laughs> like, I'm normally fine with that. You know, it's a kind of, well, a I just mean, movie, it's, it's, you know, it's hard now, obviously when you're like an hour and a half, potentially uninterrupted, like, yeah, it's difficult to give up. Yep. I like, well, we could break it into two or whatever. I, it, mm -hmm. the big issue has been, we just don't want to watch anything serious like mm -hmm. anything serious heavy or like demanding of our like utmost attention just sounds the worst yeah <laughs> right now so yep. um i'm hoping uh after a while to get to it and um maybe we can do like a, a season breakdown or something like that so, sure something like that. sure but yeah, depending on how you feel, we could do half and half or a whole, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you should definitely get to it at some point, but I totally understand that, like, I cannot do heavy, invested, you know, mm -hmm. just, like, weighty drama, and that's that's all this is. There's yep. relatively few light moments. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, well, cool. That's a, yeah, that's a good variety of things. I, mm -hmm. um... um I've been reading a lot of comics. I have found that to be the medium or the thing that I like to, when I'm not sleeping, you know, or trying to sleep, then I'll read some, some comics because it's just so easy mm -hmm. pick up, put down sort of thing. Sure. So a um, couple of them I wanted to talk about. Uh, I actually read before we had our kids though. So kind of mm -hmm. ran through those quickly. This first one is called Overmind. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show or not before. You have, yeah. Um, but I, I finished that art. now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I talked in in detail about it too much. It's very sort of um, classic, sort of retro esque art. Mm -hmm. I don't know, sort of uh, Flash Gordon sort of thing or something like that. So yeah. um, it's on a matte paper and stuff. Um, it's it was a good story. 
I liked it quite a bit. It moved well. It, it covered themes that I'm interested in, like a reliance on technology and AI and mob mentality and all that stuff. So I like that a lot. But there are moments that are unnecessarily um, exposition heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's was really my biggest gripe um, with it. Sure. It's like, I just, with, with, I've been giving a pass, you know, I realize I have for a long time in comics and then anime a lot too, even some anime I really like. It's like they don't they don't need to have this exposition. They don't need to do this. It does not you don't need to explain the intricacies of everyone's power all the time. Mm-hmm. Like let us figure that out over time or like we will weave it in, you know, like a little nicer and we don't need to like bloviate to our opponent what our abilities are you know and it, mm-hmm. it really brings down um an anime or a manga and this doesn't talk about power so much but there is exposition is trying to get out of the way in a in a fashion that um, felt a little sloppy but sure. other than that i i did enjoy it the uh the art is kind of a fun throwback even though it's not like nostalgic for me because it was too old for what i would have like grown up with um mm-hmm. But it's it's written by John Della Rose and art by Ms. Crimson. So um yeah, that's that. Um the other thing I read was uh Sacrament. So mm-hmm. I covered I talked about this, I think, when I picked it up on the show yeah. before. But um this I I bought the first issue some time ago, read it, enjoyed it, and then it was, you know, I just don't make it to comic book shop very often or whatever. So I bought mm-hmm. the remaining issues digitally um mm-hmm. to finish reading it. And the art is very unique in here. Um yeah. it's like at times a little vague, at other times really, really good. Like for instance, you'll see these people's faces are kind of non-distinct but when mm-hmm. you get up closer um sure. they're really expressive so sure. um either way i i enjoy the art in this it's pretty gruesome and, and stylized um and i managed to finish it now it's basically about humanity going to the stars in the future and how we kind of left behind our archaic ways and religion and stuff Yet in this case, there are, it's survived in certain ways. And though the religion is sort of outlawed, there are priests that travel around and give people their, you know, like, you know, accept offerings and give them praise and whatever, you know, blessings and stuff. And so they, the like empire or whatever encounters a weird thing that appears like a possession. And Mm -hmm. so though they don't want to, bring aboard some religious priest Mm -hmm. to potentially deal with it, they kind of have to resort to that. And so it's, um, it's a fun story about, uh, about faith and the characters are relatively complex. It's just five issues. Um, so it's a nice complete sort of story. Um, yeah, it's by, um, AWA. They do some, some other fun books, I guess. And uh, Peter Milligan and uh, Marcello Frusen. So, Sacrament. Ooh. That's that. And it sounds um, like a different version of uh, what what a world would be like. Um, oh my gosh! In Raised by Wolves, where we had like mm. one very like intensely secular society, and there was like, I mean that that element like the, um the followers of soul were, you know, a little bit bigger, not, not as like, yeah. you know, outcasty, but kind of the same like dynamic. There's like two very different evolutions of faith journeys. It's set in the future. Yeah. And they clash. This is sort of flipped from that because in raised by wolves, you have the religion that sort of won out predominantly right, and right. like cast out the atheists Right. Um, this is the reverse of that, but yeah, uh, it's yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one I wanted to talk about slash review is, um, one I did read, um, post the baby's arriving. So, mm-hmm. um, followed a 
comic creator Patrick Parnell, Patrick Thomas Parnell, for a little while now, and I don't have any of his comics, so I finally picked up Johnny Phantasm. Mm. So um, this it's a it's a That's series, fun. and it was a little confusing of what I should get when or whatever. But this is Johnny Phantasm in the Tales of New Detroit, nineteen seventy seven. So this, to my understanding, is the first like three issues. Um, I have to be honest, if I was picking this up in the store and I had no idea who the creator was, I would be hesitant to buy it based off of first flipping through the art. Mm. You know, you know, I'm a stickler for the art and yes, as I an art guy. flip through it, yep. Um, it's not something that has been particularly in my style. Sure. But it reminded me of some other comics I'd read sort of uh i've read some like brian azarello comics 100 bullets a little bit of that and they he, he was on batman for a bit um there's sort of a stylistic um set of choices that this sort of reminded me of and mm-hmm. um so i kind of latched on to that uh, kind of bringing back that sort of thing because so something is really like like this guy i think this is well well done mm-hmm. but I ended up really, really liking this book, and I've ordered all the other ones that I can now because the, um, um, it's just so unique. It's sort of like a Joker. It's like if, if it was a story following a Joker kind of character, or even like the Mask, maybe something mm, where like sure. you kind of a person transforms and isn't in full control of themselves. So there's a there's a backstory uh, that I don't. Um, like it's definitely building upon and some father issues and some of that. Um, but yeah, I've really, really ended up liking this. Um, a lot of times I'm reading stuff and, you know, it can be a lot of superheroes or as I said before, things are really, um, exposition heavy or something like that. And this just didn't have that. Um, I thought it was a unique set of characters, a unique set of situations. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to continue. So yeah. Glad you ended up liking it. I mean, it's, it's hard once your preferences are like so specific, it's hard to get over Mm -hmm. something as major to that kind of story as art is. I mean, art, like the art style is not a small thing to try and like move past, but right. I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad it's like going well so far. Yeah. It, it, it shows that it's worth taking that jump sometimes to mm-hmm. like, you know, give something a shot even exactly. when it's not here. So, uh, that's it. That's, um, uh, that's my, uh, my comic stuff that I've been doing. I've got a few <laughs> other ones, but I'll talk about those, uh, later when I'm, when I'm done with them. So sure. Yeah. Well, we needed some comic book talk because despite I feel like the slew of announcements today, there was nothing said about DC Comics. Which probably not terribly surprising considering like the focus of this um and considering mm-hmm. probably the very specific job that James Gunn and Peter Safran have been hired to do, but still, I you know, there could have yep. been some comic news slipped in there, but nothing doing. Yep, absolutely. I, I wanted to, sorry, I just wanted to correct because I, I should mm, look sure. this up before. I always associate when I talk about Hunter Bullets and that Batman run by Brian Azzarello. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the writer. So I just, to me, mm. he always seem everything I've seen him do was with the same artist. So it's the same art style. Oh, sure. So in your brain, the artist blind. is. Yeah, is Eduardo Riso. I think that's who, um, whose art I'm sure. referring to here. But anyone that's that's read those things will will get what I'm well, what no. I'm saying there. What that looks like, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's true. I mean, I didn't expect uh, I didn't expect Gunn to come out and and say anything, but that would make sense in a way because he's talking about um, his love for comics. everything should be together and unified. Mm-hmm. Does that not include the comic book space? You know, it's movies, TV, cartoons. Yeah, yeah. So I found that I found his announcement um, very interesting in that, you know, like you said, he was very much about unity, which I really appreciate in some spaces. Like, yes, there should be like this 
overarching tie together. Characters or actors who play characters in TV shows should play them in movies. Like, you know, like tie, keeping it all very um, continuous. Um, but yet we have an announcement about DC Chapter One, Gods and Monsters. Love the title. But then we also have DC Elseworlds, which is like the other stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. He's talking yes, about yes. unity, but at the same time, he's like, but this other like stuff I couldn't fit in my nice little mm-hmm. neat box. I'm just going to call it Elseworlds, which is also a cool title. I love the title, but doesn't take away from the so, point that it's the other stuff. Let me let me ask before we get into it. Let me ask up front. What what would if James Gunn came out today and he was going to, I'm going to reveal the upcoming, my upcoming plan for the DC universe. Yeah. What would have been a satisfying answer for you? Like what would I, in your head, if you're like, okay, a win for him sure. coming out, what would be the gist of him? Uh, what would you present? I mean, I think, I think he did a very solid job, you know, with a lot of the things that he presented today um, or, yesterday technically but also today to the larger world um so like you know he was very hyped up about the four movies that are coming out this year um shazam flash blue beetle and aquaman um he was like you know they're we're not doing anything with those properties we're really hyped up on those like we think they're great movies we want to keep them there's potential for characters to continue from there um which is the first like you know, character carryover announcement that we've gotten in that way um, of properties that like had already been in production before him. I mean, I know we have uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman, but that second movie hadn't actually been in production or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think that was, that was cool that he was just like, we're going to like, stand behind those a hundred percent, maybe keep those going forward. That's just not the properties we're focused on right now. I think the one that maybe two major kind of missteps for me are one putting Robert Pattinson's Batman in the else worlds. I think that is your like biggest, hottest, most acclaimed property right now. And to put it in the like, other box just because you're not the one writing it well i guess that's how it feels but i i don't know that that was his decision um feels dumb it feels like his batman property the brave and the bold could have been in the else worlds like those two those two to me i am i am very adamant that they should have flip-flopped and reeves batman should have been like kind of a main focus are you okay with there being two Batmans concurrently then? Um, I mean, it feels like I have to be because these Elseworlds are going to be two concurrent Batmans, two concurrent Jokers, two concurrent Supermans. Like, <laughs> those are some those are some big names to have just continue to be concurrent if that's your goal. I mean, I kind of wish that, like, we could have just, like, cut those and like focused on other stuff. But if you're going to do this, like main and other like that to me, that to me overall is a mistake. But if you were going to do this, if this is how you're going to like justify some things, then you needed to switch some things around. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I don't want to be too specific. Like, it's easy for me to say you should have done this, shouldn't done that, shouldn't because sure. you could go in a million routes. There are sure. um, there are dozens of options in which to, you could handle this whole thing. What was weird to me was right off the bat, he talks about how we're going to bring everything together, everything is unified, and almost in the next breath, except anything that's not, we're calling this. It's like, yes. how is this different now? How is right. this different? You know, I understand. So maybe you're overseeing a larger story more. You're overseeing the other projects to make sure they they fit in what you're trying to do overall or mm-hmm. something. But in terms of 
most of what we've got, at least on the movie front, they've all fit together. All mm -hmm. the Snyder stuff, you know, we go Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, Aquaman, two Wonder Woman movies, Shazam. All these things can theoretically fit together in the same mm -hmm. universe or or explicitly do. And then there's a couple things to the side, like Doom Patrol, you know? Right. Um, so I don't know. How different is this now, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it 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 was very interesting. Like you said, that was what I picked up on too. Like the one big chapter one, except for the else worlds. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's a very weird, like, I feel like everything that's in chapter one, he was mentioning, you know, how like movies and TV are going to work together. And I, I don't know if he's maybe trying to differentiate from Marvel when Marvel was like, Hey, we have our like Disney plus series, but they're just like side things. Um, they're not integral to like understanding like the movie plots. So you can just like watch these and have fun for extra content. And he's like, no, you better watch our TV because, um, I think he said ooh, lanterns. Yeah. I think, that's a show. The, I think that one he said was going to be crucial to mm. setting up like a major plot point that was going to carry into a bunch of the movies. I'm, pr uh, I'm pretty sure it was lanterns. I'm second guessing myself now that I'm like reading through the list again, but I sure. think it was lanterns or maybe booster gold. Um, okay. Yeah. I think it was lanterns, but anyway, sorry. So do you believe, I mean, is he just going to once Shazam flash blue beetle and Aquaman are out like yeah we're not sticking with that or do you think they're really like maybe they'll continue on with those i think i think he's bought himself a bunch of time because they're clearly not going to be moving forward with any of those properties like work on any of those properties so he's bought himself a bunch of time to decide hmm. you know okay. what i mean like just yeah. by saying like we're leaving the door open like they might continue in the future or like they might appear in some other property, but this is what I'm releasing. He's he's just stalling. And I think. Probably. Giving himself a break from some very negative press <laughs> over his house cleaning. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just. It just shocks a person that like we're starting this off and incorporating because they work in tie in nicely to our world here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're because we've debated plenty what's going to happen to Ezra Miller here. But then he himself yeah. says how the flash is a good like way to wipe everything clean. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. It's yeah. I would say yeah. if I was reading between the lines, these characters aren't going to continue because they're not a focus. They're not part of his work. I mean, some of these movies and TV shows are coming, aren't coming out for like another two years. So yeah. it'll be a nice way for him to like distance himself. And then, at, you know, at some point just kind of like drop in those announcements. Cause Jason Momoa isn't going to just like hang around for years waiting to see if he's going to be Aquaman again. Yeah. People so. are talking like he might be Lobo. Uh, yeah, which I would be much cool better with. fit for him, honestly. Yeah, I would be so. cool with that. So, yeah, so I feel like James Gunn isn't interested in in many of these franchises. I feel like he's not interested in these actors. He's talked endlessly about rebooting young. So I just don't feel like especially Zachary Levi and Jason Momoa are going to be carrying on as those title characters. Hmm. Rebooting young, kind of like our Batman currently is. Right. Oh my God. That made me crazy when he was like, we're going to like reboot Superman and Batman for younger. And I was like, how much younger than Pattinson do you want? Yeah. You want a teenager? Are we going to have two 30, 35 year old Batmans that we're going to have? You know? I don't know. Yeah. Because, which is. Oh, oh sorry. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, just that yeah, the the Batman thing is weird because um, the Brave and the Bold, they're calling it, and it's featuring Bruce Wayne and then his son, Damian Wayne, for Robin. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know how young exactly you want to have um, Bruce be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you're going to be dealing with your nearing teenage year old son. Right. It seems like a story to tell a little bit later. Yes. Yes, it does. I mean, we didn't get, um, we didn't get a date on that one. So that could be Mm -hmm. at the latter end of the slate, but yeah. They're going to, I mean, they're going to have to space it out at least somewhat from, I mean, the, the Batman part two has a very definite 2025 release date. So brave and the bold either needs to happen. Like, yeah, it is a long time. So the brave and the bold either needs to happen like right now, or it's going to be like 2028 or 2027. It's, it's gotta be spaced out. Yeah. They're going to compete against themselves. They are, which is stupid. They're going to head to head our own Batmans. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. It feels, it feels a little, it's hard not to feel a little like about his ego and a little bit about his hubris, um, that he couldn't let that one go. Mm -hmm. You know, I know he's like very adamant about being like, oh, it's not the gun verse and it's not, you know, my show or whatever, but it kind of feels like it is Mm kind of feels like it is. Because a bunch of these things sound right exactly what he would do, you know, like Waller, a Peacemaker mm-hmm. spinoff. I can't think of a thing I want to watch less, hardly. <laughs> I hate Amanda Waller. I, I mean, she does a, a great job being a terrible person. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, so... I, will take, I will take Viola Davis on my screen anyway. She wants to come at me. But yeah, uh, what are you going to do with this character? Oh my God. Cause I don't want to watch a- her in the suicide squad. The, one of the best parts of the movie was when one of her workers, uh, clobbed her over the head with something in the face. Knocked yeah. Her out. yeah. I, yeah, she's, she's to me a great periphery character. Um, so if you get farther in peacemaker, she, you know, she comes back and, um, we learned some very interesting things about her relationships to other characters. And I like, I like learning about her on the periphery of shows about other people. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Like I sure. like her like kind of like a twisty evil version of Nick Fury. Like I don't want a Nick Fury like show. I like him in the doses I get him. Okay. So. Okay. So what of this um what what do you love if anything and what do you hate? Like what really stands out? You know, as like, oh, my God, this sounds like a great idea or this I really could not care about. Sure. So I'm I'm interested in Paradise Lost. Uh, First of all, I love the title. I also love this whole like diving into Themyscira, like this Game of Thrones style power play. You know, it just it sounds like a cool concept to me. So I'm very I'm very interested in that show. Um, I'm interested in, um, potentially interested in both lanterns and the authority. Okay. Uh, for very different reasons. I feel like lanterns would be a nice way to give like green lantern, not, not his own show, but like, you know what I mean? Like the character gets in there, but it's really like a whole cast procedural type thing, but like a superhero procedural. Sure. So I dig that. I dig the concept and the idea of the authority, even though I don't really know like too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I really dig is Swamp Thing. Just getting into like a little okay. bit of dipping your toe into some horror. I like sure. that. I like that a lot. Yeah. If they had the if they use Swamp Thing to kind of uh start building up a Justice League Dark, because that's I thought it was interesting. We not we don't hear anything about mm-hmm. that kind of thing because for a long time they were talking about getting another right. Constantine movie dealt with and all that, but uh, or even a Justice League Dark movie itself. But yeah, mm-hmm. that would be interesting there. Um, How about you, anything you're? I mean, I am excited for the Batman Part Two. It's just right. It's hard to be as excited as I was now, knowing it's like a other property and potentially mm. the only other one. Um, mm. he was very clear about stating that as well. So I'm yeah. less enthused. I, 
I hope that gets, I mean, I hope that gets a trilogy. I hope they manage to do their trilogy of Batman, you know. I hope so too. Um, I, so I need to know more about lanterns, but I think that, um, lanterns is, uh, is a good one. I think that would be, Mm -hmm. sounds interesting there. I think there's a lot to deal to a lot of fun you could have with the green lantern core, um, or with the lantern core, um, that we haven't really seen too much of before, at least not in a, in a way that people have received positively. And, um, Oh, poor Ryan Reynolds. He's never going to live yeah. that down. Good thing. He has a sense of humor about it. Right. And then the authority, I think it's a weird choice to start off with here. It's mm-hmm. very odd because I think that this one, I think that has the potential to be the best out of these things because mm-hmm. it feels the most ready and primed for James Gunn. It's a thing that most people don't know much about. He's going to feel really free to change it to his, you know, bend it to his will to whatever mm-hmm. he wants and it'll mold something really fun out mm-hmm. of it. The question will be, does anyone care about it enough? You know, because it's, it's I was listening to some people talk about this earlier today and they're like with guardians of the galaxy, when he did that, he had the added like benefit of Marvel having built up to that point and built mm-hmm. an audience where I'm going to see every Marvel movie. So they had that worked in. We saw how that didn't work out with the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. where DC didn't have that automatic, I must watch all the things. Mm-hmm. And then it underperformed. Now, right. I think it made up some of that on the streaming side of things. I don't know for sure. But either way, like it was, though it was a really fun movie, it didn't have that built in for sure audience. So right. if the, if like Superman legacy launches and then the authority is just okay, are people going to be clamoring gonna, to go yeah. see the authority? Who's going to see the Even authority? Even if that's a great yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think yep. this is really, this is really. I don't know. I don't know what's best to what I should have expected, but this sounds uh, naive to lay this all out. You don't Mm -hmm. have scripts. You don't have people attached to a lot of things. You don't have dates. It's just like, here's a a list of what we want to do. The ideas we have. Yep. Will even all of this get made? You know, what if we have three flops in a row and then they're just like, okay, we can't keep funding this. Mm-hmm. And you have all these things that are like lined up. Yeah, I was I was kind of wondering about this because there's a very awkward gap um, where we have this year, 2023, we have the movies that are already made all being released. So Shazam, Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman, I think, closes out the year in December. And then we have two other firm dates for 2025, which is Superman legacy and the Batman part two. That's an entire 2024 that has nothing potentially in it right now. Mm -hmm. I know that they announced that creature commandos and Waller were going to be the first like TV things that they were going to do. So I don't know if those are supposed to. So I'm guessing those are going to be in 2024, but in my brain, I'm just sort of screaming like, that can't be all of your 2024 plans, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, maybe Joker. Maybe Joker. I, I maybe Joker. Maybe Joker. Mm-hmm. I'll get more of the other, the Elseworlds, um, you know, kind of out of the way and, and ease that transition to 2025. And then you've bought yourself till 2026. Yep. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean... That's a, that's a long, long game though to be playing. I think it might be nice. It might, if, if the flash really kind of resets things and people enjoy that Mm -hmm. movie. So they are looking for more from DC. It gives them a little breathing time to know that something new is coming. Um, you wanting more, and then it gives them a whole year to really ramp up, uh, promotion, you know, really get ready for, you know, putting out the ads, like walking out the person that's cast as Superman, you know, mm-hmm. taking their time, like they can do a whole big press thing spaced out nicely in 2024. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Super Bowl ad, whatever, 
all that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, so people are really ready for, you know, they can gauge the waters with it or whatever, but really ready for when Superman actually launches in 2025. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, it, I think that might work out. Um, if, uh, if the flash is actually a satisfying movie that people go see. Right. right. This year is going to be, I mean, James Gunn and Peter Safran are really betting on and piggybacking off of hopeful success from other from the work of other writers, directors, creators to mm -hmm. launch into this so that people will actually care. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know. It just. I don't know. I, you know, if, if it was know. me. I think I would have let the Batman movies continue. And mm -hmm. in the meantime, I'd work on doing like a trilogy of Green Lantern movies. Like let's just get off of Earth. Let's leave Earth. Let's go into outer space. Kind of like mm. what we would do with Guardians or something. Let's live somewhere else. And let's mm -hmm. understand the Lantern Corps and meet new characters there. And mm -hmm. And Alan just put it in the chat. I was gonna, I was gonna get there. Like use that to kind of introduce Martian Manhunter. We can get the Lobo appearance if we want. The Steel with mm -hmm. Outer Space, and just have this for a while, you mm -hmm. know. And then Batman will be going as well. You can say that's part of the same world, but that's that's on Earth, you know. And it's taking place then, right? And right. um, and then you know you can have your other cartoons or something like that if you want to tie those in. But as far as movies and stuff, let's not overload it. Let's work on focusing and getting a good script where we really want to go. What threat mm -hmm. do we want to encounter out in the cosmos um, mm -hmm. that maybe gets brought to Earth that we then need an excuse to introduce someone else as well. And right. just sort of build from there, but see how that goes. I think sure. that's what I would have done. So, but. I like it. Yeah. Because, like I said, I I just don't think wasting your your best property right now is a smart move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, and like the Joker really did incredibly well with such a low budget. The Joker it, it blew up. The Batman did. did well enough. You I know, just, I feel like I feel like Joker's just been a little bit more of a hot second, so I do forget about it. But it, yes, you're right. It did do very well. Yeah. And then, and then you just, you could let other people, you know, we don't need to worry about right now, mm -hmm. you know, who's going to be Superman, Henry Cavill or not, and Gal Gadot. And yeah. just like give all that stuff a breather and we can think about it and you can work out contracts and all that stuff. And yeah, two, um, two note, two kind of notes on that. One, I did appreciate the, apology by james gunn for henry cavill basically just getting like dicked around i mm. did appreciate that like acknowledgement of like he got a raw deal um mm -hmm. it was <laughs> he caveated it a little by being like it wasn't me but at least just like acknowledging that that was like shit of him to just like you know be like i'm back no i'm not just kidding i don't know right what the hell like that was a shitty situation um yep so I did appreciate that. And then to your like, we could explore other worlds. I also feel like this would, that would be a great testing the waters on like something and taking a chance on something like Paradise Lost because Themyscira is like in the world, but out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like connected, you could still, really, yeah. you could still do something there too. That's interesting. Um, cause yep. I, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to Paradise Lost, um, because that's definitely set like a different time pre wonder woman um and obviously like you know the land is is not exactly of earth so they're kind of like a whole step out of time so that could be really fun too to just like play with these like very different like you said different properties take a breather from like regular earth superhero matters yeah and just like delve into other things and let yep. you know let the other ones that are already being made go mm-hmm well, we're going to keep hearing more and more about this. It's just getting going. Uh, Hollywood mm -hmm. Reporter has more comments from him, from, from Gunn, that is, uh, Ooh, sure. uh, saying he, people previously in charge really took a piecemeal approach to their IP. Um, 
history of DC is pretty messed up. It was really effed up. No one was minding the mint. They were giving away IP like they were party mm-hmm. favors. Any creator who smiled at them said the Arrowverse. There was the DCEU split between Whedon and then the Snyderverse. And then there is the Superman and Lois, you know, and all these different stuff with CW and whatever. It just got to be mm-hmm. a mess. So, you know, he's he's he is trying to clean that up anyways. So, yes. Well, yeah, I mean, he is trying to clean it up. Like I said, I do appreciate the idea of continuity. Um, I'm a little worried about it in some places, um, like this first Creature Commandos TV show that is that is going to be a cartoon. Um, and then he was like, we're going to have voice actors, but we're also looking for actors who could play live action versions of those. Yeah. And I was like yikes like i don't tend to i mean we both i know don't tend to love the like crossing mediums um Mm. so i wasn't totally i I was very thrilled with like the idea of a cartoon um but then i wasn't super as thrilled about like a live action even if it's just like a couple moments adaptation of that yep well so we'll it was see. A fun little surprise to get this uh, this announcement, this reveal, and all this. So, um, and it was like it was quite. About. I mean, it's quite a number of titles. Yeah, it like, is. His credit, he could have just been like, "Here's like three things we're gonna do," or like you know, three four plans we have in the near future. Stay tuned for more. But yeah. he laid out a little bit of a bigger plan. We shall see. It'll be exciting. Yep. To follow DC as we go forward. Um, otherwise, that'll be it from us for this mm-hmm. shorter than average episode. And mm-hmm. um, hope you liked it. Make sure that you uh, please follow, like, share, subscribe, comment. If you have uh, your own thoughts on the DC universe going forward, please let us know on all the socials, whether that's YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, um, yeah, Twitch, here on Twitch whatever mm-hmm. please re- leave us a, re- a review especially on a podcast directory of your choice if you're into that um, video versions are available on spotify killing the flower is uh those the ones responsible for our theme song so you should check them out on youtube music services like apple and spotify and instagram um, if you're interested in getting johnny phantasm or anything um, from that creator go to riot press riot press is the website for them and um, I've been in the evenings when feeding the babies, just with the sound off, especially or whatever. Uh, our friend Melissa has been streaming mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight on Twitch. So that's uh, MJ Honeybee. Um, yeah, MJ Honeybee. Um, go ahead and check her out on Twitch. Give her a, uh, a follow. And that would, um, I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Join the hive, as she'd say. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Anyways, that'll be it from us. That's Popcast on the Rocks, episode 133. Andrea, thanks once again for joining me. Of course. As always, cheers, everybody.